Hey everyone, and welcome to the Not So Sad Podcast. I'm Leilani. And I'm Brendan. And we are here to give you your weekly dose of fucking joy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Not So Sad Podcast. Hi, welcome again. So, um, last week we did self-care, and this kind of falls into that category as well. Actually, it's like exactly in that category, but we didn't discuss it very much. Today's topic is shadow work. And I want to make it very clear that doing your shadow work is going to hurt a lot. It's going to be very painful, um, but it is one of the most beneficial ways for you to grow and move forward and heal from traumatic experiences and things like that. Definitely something that's uh, very important in your life. And um, as me and Leilani were talking this morning about what we wanted to do for this episode, we um, discussed the shadow work topic, and it kind of made me realize that I wasn't doing enough of it myself. Yeah. I uh, definitely um, started doing a little bit more today. Started a little journal on the iPad and in the phone. That way I could type it whenever I needed to. Um looking for more ways as well. I'm still doing a lot of research on this topic. I got a lot uh, a lot written down for this uh, this podcast, but um, I'll let the wife take it away for some uh, deep breathing and meditation before we start. Um, I want to start by making it known that doing shadow work is not necessarily like a faith-based thing. Um, the shadow, which you'll learn more here soon, is just a different part of yourself, a part that you're kind of ashamed of, essentially. And in no way are we trying to um, put anybody's religious views down. We try to keep religion out of things as much as possible. Yeah, most people think like the three main parts of your uh, of yourself is your mind, your spirit, and your body. So there's always that triangle. But in our reality, it's more like a square. So you have like your mind, your body, your spirit, and then also your shadow because that part does exist. It just doesn't get talked about enough. Yes, you're absolutely right. So I guess I'll start this off. Um, I want to ask that you close your eyes, and if you're driving, you don't have to close your eyes, but just try to clear your mind, and feel this feeling of receiving, you know, and good intentions, and just kind of be in this space and be in this moment. You can start by taking a deep breath in, and filling your entire belly up. And then take a long breath out until all the air is out of your belly. And as you breathe in, I want you to think about all the good things that you've had, whether it's a house or lovely children. Just take in that positive energy and breathe in. And then when you exhale, I want you to think of any guilt or shame, any pain, depression, or anxiety that you're feeling, and release it with that breath. Remember, go into this with an open mind and an open heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... So, do you want to share some of your practices first on how you're, you talk to your shadow and how you discuss things with it, or would you like me to start? I can start, that's fine. Have at it. Um, so, my shadow looks a lot like a girl who's partying, 
doing drugs um, and not being a mother to her children. Um, and for a while, I want to say almost two years, I was very sensitive to that time in my life. Um, and through my shadow work, I've started learning that that's also the side that I need to be graceful of and be honest about instead of trying to hide it and act like I'm a perfect mom for social media. You know, accepting that I did things wrong. And so we were watching the movie Stuts, which is actually what got me starting my journey on shadow work. Um, and it's directed by Jonah Hill and it's on Netflix. Not sponsored. Um, and he basically gives really good tips on how to speak to your shadow. Um, and the first step is really being open about what that other part of you is. Um, so again, mine is drug use, partying, and not being a mom. And then acknowledging it. You know, I see you. You know, I know you were hurting. You know, and, and I'm no longer going to be ashamed of you. And then from there, you just you move forward with your life, but you move forward with it alongside of you. Not something that you're trying to bury in the past or hide. Or No, you move forward with grace. You move forward with honesty. And you acknowledge that it's there, that it's happened, or whatever. And some shadow work could totally not be necessarily something that you've done. Rather, it can also be like a childhood trauma that's just kind of weighing you down and haunting you, you know. So I think the first step in anything besides, you know, acknowledging it is that you could also seek a professional like a therapist to help you uncover your shadow work if you're unable or unwilling to do it on your own yeah um so i have uh three examples of shadow work that i've done in 2022 well two examples for 2022 and um one example that i'm currently uh currently making friends with my shadow over um so the first one, and it, it was just a lot of guilt. Um, my buddy Cameron, back in the day, God rest his soul, um, committed suicide. And um, he had hit me up and asked me if he could come over that day. And uh, I told I told him no. Uh, I had a date that night. And, um, you know, about an hour later, I get a call from his brother saying that he had passed. And so for years, up until late last, late, late 2022, I, uh, I held on to that guilt for a very, very, very long time because um, that wasn't an easy thing to, to see or an easy thing to recover from um, because I always felt like, you know, I could have been the change if he would have came over, you know, that he, he might not have. Um, but then late in 2022, that happened in 2015, might I add. Um, and then late 2022 rolled around and... Um, I finally decided to let go. So like the way that I made friends with that shadow, I mean, cause like she said, I'll always carry Scumpy with me and there'll always be that one small little, little feeling of guilt. Um, but I went into a tattoo shop and I got a tattoo of a skateboard cause we were skateboard buddies and um, I cried it out during the tattoo session. You know, I talked to the tattoo artist about him losing somebody as well. And uh, it was a really beautiful moment uh, in my life. Um, just letting go of the guilt about his death. Another thing that I had to recover from in 2022 was feeling guilty about my parents' divorce. 
I thought I thought as a kid, you know, because they divorced when I was 15, that a lot of it was my fault that I had played them both ways because I was I was a little maniacal f- fucker when I, when I was young. I, I was a little maniacal fucker. I think my kids are maniacal now. No, I was fucking maniacal. I don't know how my parents kept up with it. But, um, you know, I just had to sit back and be like, yo, like it was going to happen one way or the other. They just, they weren't happy. Might I have had a push in that snowball effect of shit, as Mark Manson says, not sponsored. Um, yeah, maybe. But, um, in turn, you know, that allowed me to become the man I am now and those kind of traumas. And it's what makes me want, you know, when me and Leilani had spits and spats back in the day and the divorce word, well, word would pop up out of one of our mouths. It's, it taught me how to take a step back after that word's brought up and just be like, no, we need to go to therapy. It taught me how to be a fighter for a relationship because, you know, I seen people who didn't fight and, um, yeah. The uh, one that I'm currently struggling with, though, um, is more just self and nothing exterior whatsoever, um, body dysmorphia. Uh, currently, I'm having major troubles with uh, body dysmorphia. I had, as I've mentioned before, I've lost like 40 pounds in three months, and it took me two years to put that weight on. And so today, um, after discussing this podcast topic, not only did I type up how I was feeling and you know, just having that conversation with myself essentially and typing it out. Because for me, I'm, I'm a visual guy. I have to see it. And as I'm seeing it rather than just saying it, it helps me a lot more. Um, after my shower this morning, I, I took a long, hard look at, at myself in the mirror. And uh, part of my shadow is vanity. You know, I really, really, really obsess over how I look, what clothes I'm wearing, my necklace, my hat, my shoes. Everything has to match. And even outside of that, just my skin. I don't, I don't feel comfortable in my skin right now, and that's something I'm working on because I did lose weight. So today what I did is I looked myself in the mirror, and um, I, I spoke the good about my body. I sat there and I looked in, and I'm like, yo, like you lost some weight, but you're still heavier than you were when you started weightlifting. You have pectoral muscles still instead of being completely caved in chest. Um, I'm still pretty cut. I'm not huge, but I'm cut. Um, so I just kind of like gave myself positive affirmations in the mirror just to kind of like kill that vanity side of me and just come at peace with it. That's awesome. And I'm actually personally really glad to hear that because I didn't <laughs> even know. So that's, that warms my heart because I've always felt like you were perfect no matter what. But I mean, I understand too because of my self-image stuff. Um, I do want to make it known that I know it's kind of awkward standing in the mirror and like physically saying nice things about yourself or whatever but it's really true when they say the tongue is the strongest muscle because it, it works. when you when you actually speak out loud nice things about yourself and let's say for example you do that every day for 30 days you will start to rewire your mind to believe those things just like if you spend 30 days saying negative things about your yourself you'll rewire your mind to become more depressive you know, to be more um, critical and things of that nature. So really, it is absolutely fucking smart to just stand there, booty butt naked, who gives a fuck, in the mirror, and look at yourself and say, I'm worthy. You know, acknowledge. that's a perfect time to acknowledge your shadow if it has to do with your self-image. You know, I see you. I know how you felt all these years. I'm sorry that I repressed you. I'm sorry that I ignored you and act like you weren't there, but you are a part of me. Yeah. You know, that is that is literally what shadow work is. 
in a nutshell and you're doing it and I'm so <laughs> happy. I'm trying. I'm uh, definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna take a little bit more time, but I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, for Some sure. Some people like Jonah Hill was working on his for two, years, three years, years, maybe five. I can't quite remember, so don't quote me on it. But I mean, it's not an overnight practice. Nothing, none of these traumatic experiences, you know, aren't necessarily overnight. You know, something really bad could happen overnight, but over the course of you know x amount of time is when your body becomes more stressed out because of the experience, you become more depressive over the experience, you know, things like that. So in the same sense, healing is also not something that is overnight as well. Yeah. So I, um, I've actually wrote down five tips and then also some uh, negative side effects of not, you know, you know, being friends with your shadow. Um, so tip number one, the whole time you're working on shadow work, if you're writing painting self-affirmations in the mirror keep an open mind you absolutely have to keep an open mind or um you're gonna fail every time at shadow work because if you don't have that open mind and you're scared of it hurting then that fear will prevent you from doing it you know feel the fear and do it anyways yeah everything to do with that is consciousness so if you're psyching your conscious out going into it then you're not going to have an open conscious to receive any of it any of that you're doing you know Absolutely. And keeping an open mind is uh, part of my shadow now, especially not even just with the body dysmorphia, but with my schizophrenic diagnosis. Like I have to consistently keep an open mind throughout my entire day so that I can prove these voices in my head wrong. And I definitely think that is part of my shadow is the schizophrenia. I actually had a very embarrassing moment today um, at a gas station. I had to pull off and let Leilani finish the drive home. Um, cause I was having really bad tremors and my tremors also yeah, look like muscle tremors. spasms. Okay. Well, the tremors are just like restless legs, but like the muscle spasms I've been, I've developed from schizophrenia are like sudden jerks and it happens with my legs, my hands, my arms, my neck. And so like, I couldn't, I couldn't drive and we pull over to the gas station and I go in to prepay the pump and like, I'm, I'm having these twitches the entire time. And it was, it's just so fucking embarrassing for me. Like I've never had to go out in public while having a, a, a tremor. And, um, you know, people, I felt like everybody was staring at me, part of schizophrenia. Um, when probably no one was fucking looking anyways, but, um, that's something else that I realized today that I have to start tackling is, um, and keeping in mind with is like, this is just me. You know, I have someone who loves me. What the fuck is back to that vanity? Why do I care what other people think? Right. That's like the a big, the biggest part of my shadow. Um, tip number two. We kind of discussed this last week. Practice self-compassion. Oh, yes. Say it one more time for the people <laughs> in the back. Practice self-compassion. Yes. You got to love yourself. And be graceful and be understanding of yourself during this time. It's not going to be easy and you're going to fuck up a couple times going into this. So don't beat yourself up because of the, what are you doing then? You're just critiquing yourself more, which is what we're trying to move away from. Yeah. Yes. Um, number three goes with number two. Practice self-patience. Be patient with yourself. Don't set unrealistic goals. Um, you know, and even if you set yourself a realistic goal and you don't reach it, be patient with yourself. Don't down yourself because everybody grows at different rate rates. Just like plants, plants, some plants grow different at different rates than others. Mm -hmm. 
So you have to have self-patience. Yes, and you know, be respectful of yourself during that time as well. Because personally, I had a therapist that told me, don't even set a goal for it. Like, don't even set a expectation at all. You just go into it, and when you heal, that is when you were meant to heal. You know, because every time I put, like, we should have a house by this time, and we don't meet it... You know, I'm down on myself. I mean, hell, you've seen me physically crying in bed over it, you know, because I feel like I'm not reaching all these goals. Well, fuck goals. When it comes to healing, just do the work. Just water your plant and watch yourself grow. Yeah. You will get there eventually. And there's plenty of apps on the app store. You can ask my wife. I've been delving into self-care and uh, apps lately. Yeah. um, Because... My handwriting is getting, it's just easier for me now because I did collect, you can ask her, I have a bunch of journals, a bunch of notebooks, but um, ever since these trimmers have started, it can get really hard for me to write, so typing just seems a lot easier for me now. Um, number four, make time for your shadow work daily. Doesn't matter if it's right after the shower, right before you go to bed, make time daily for shadow work because the more frequently that you do it, the more progress you're going to make in in a certain space of time, you know, be patient with yourself and make the time to do it. I I personally real quick would like to say that you need to be cognitive of when you're setting your time though, because if you're anything like me and you suffer with nightmares, um, PTSD, because I literally diagnosed complex PTSD in the military. Um, I don't think it's a good idea for me to do my shadow work close to bed because then, you know, that's a fresh wound that I just opened up, you know, right. acknowledging these things. And then for the rest of the night, I'm, I'm sleepless, you know, so make sure you, you take a step back in between those two steps. And I would say really identify your routine and once a good time for you to uncover these things. And very well, if you feel like you can't do it on your own, like we always say, go seek a professional. Yeah. You know, because they're going to help you come out of that. Whereas if you try to do this on your own and you're not ready for that, you can have a full blown anxiety attack alone in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last one, um, the last tip at least, reflect on your progress. I don't care if you only made an inch out of a mile. Reflect on the progress because any progress is good progress. It's always a step forward. So even if you just made a tiny little speck of progress, today take that as a win yes and reflect on it and say hey i did this today even if it's not everything you wanted to get done just say hey i did this mm-hmm. be be kind to yourself again that grace factor comes in and be kind to your significant other too if they are starting to work on their healing journey and they're kind of sluggish in moments you know but you've maybe have a little bit more energy to get things done you know be kind to them as well because we don't know what each other are going through and looking at your progress I agree. Yes. Always take a step back and just look at how far you've come. But remember that when it comes to healing, it doesn't look like this. Okay. This isn't, you know, like straight up, just you're constantly taking a step up, right? You're not climbing a mountain. You're driving through the hills. Exactly. So sometimes you're going to be doing awesome progress and then you get triggered in a moment and you kind of go down again. And then you go back up. But as long as you are still doing it, you are still confronting it, and you are still facing these things, that is always going to turn out to be progress. Because at the end of it, no matter how hard the road was, you will eventually get to your destination. Yes. 
Um, perfect example. Uh, I had somebody, I'm not going to throw names out there, but I had somebody comment in the uh, podcast group chat today. Sorry, my dog is going nuts for my attention right now. <laughs> she just wants to be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, she's a good girl. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see. But um, I actually had somebody in our group chat uh, comment on one of my posts and they were talking about, well, what if I don't want to get, you know, get ready for the day? And I told them, I was like, quit looking at it as a task and look at it as a a goal. So instead of having that, oh, I don't want to get ready today mindset, look at it as, no, I'm going to get up today and get get ready. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you set it up as a goal, you also get that feeling of accomplishment after doing it. And that feeling of accomplishment is going to help you boost your day in the morning. Your The rest of your day is going to go better than you would expect it to. And honestly, I'm one of those that I don't care if you're an adult. Um, I believe that reward really does drive people. For example, you know, knowing that you're possibly going to get promoted in a job that you really, really love, right? You're going to want to work harder every single time. So you know what? The same thing holds true to your daily goals and your daily tasks. You know, reward yourself. Whether it's like, oh, I'm going to eat a fucking candy bar at nighttime because I did this, 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 and this, or I did this one thing, but that's more than what I did yesterday. Reward yourself because you're doing something. Yes. Even if it's not a whole lot in other people's eyes, you know how hard it was to get off the couch. You know how hard it was to do those dishes because you're so depressed. You know how hard it was to interact with the kids because you're just, your sensory is overloaded, but you did it. So you deserve to reward yourself. Yeah, I, I had to remember that today. Um, yesterday and the day before, you know, I got home and I did a lot of deep cleaning. I got a lot done. And then today rolled around and like I just didn't really have the energy. And pretty much all I did was cook lunch. Uh, she's okay. Really all I did was uh, cook lunch and um, do some dishes. And you know what? That's fucking all right. Like I got a basket full of unfolded clothes like right over there on the other side of the room that I got to get done. But you know what? I got enough done today. I needed a day a day off, and um, tomorrow I get back to it full fledged. Um, I also have written down eight characteristics of someone who is ignoring their shadow. Mm. So as I read these off, and dis- as as we discuss these different um, things, if you notice yourself relating to any of them, um, one or all, one or matter. all, yeah, any of them, um, you should definitely uh, consider doing some shadow work. And uh, number one is self-loathing. If you're constantly down on yourself, <laughs> Delilah, <laughs> Delilah, chill, baby girl. <laughs> She's okay. But um, yeah, no, self-loathing. If you're constantly loathing yourself, um, you probably got to do some shadow work. Yeah. If you're always down on yourself, you you or you're always negatively thinking on yourself, do some shadow work. Um, number two, self-deceit and deceiving others. That one right there. That, all the that, narcissists that, there. that quote-unquote happy Facebook marriage or happy Facebook life. Which you, was us for a while. What, for a long while. Mm-hmm. Like you're Not only are you deceiving yourself, but you're, you're deceiving others. Mm-hmm. You're making others have this false idea of you. And you including yourself. All the other false ideas. Yes, yes, yeah. and that can lead to a whole train of shit of you actually believing your life is like that. And if you have that false belief of your life being like that, when your life something pops up and it's not like that at all, it's gonna hit you in the face ten times harder. And you're gonna get more depressed because you're not doing it like everybody else. And like seriously, I said this last time. Social media is fucking fake. Okay. Yeah. It's a way that. I'm not going to say any like sp- particular names, but 
some people up there are trying to keep us distracted. It's fake, bro. Like, it's not, it's not realistic, okay? Maybe for somebody that has $10 million in their bank account, but not for us everyday working not average people, people. And not for some of us with very, you know, hard and, um, mental health, you know? And so I just, I just, I want to make that clear. And some of them out there be having mental health problems, but they just, they want to act like they're perfect. You yeah. Know yeah. But, and then that problem just eats at them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you're looking up to somebody that you don't even know what actually goes on after that picture or that video is taken. You're going to dig yourself into a deeper hole. That's going to take even more shadow work to overcome. Exactly. And, and to me, one of the biggest factors for me is when I look at my kids, do I want them to grow up and be fake? And feel like they have all this pressure to be like everyone else? Absolutely not. But that starts with me and me breaking down those insecurities and me saying, hey, this is not realistic, so I'm going to live my most authentic life because that's a gift I can give my children. Yep. Sorry. I went, I went oh, you're heavy okay. on that one. You're okay. Um, number three, anxiety and depression. Mm. We've already talked about the depression side. Um, Leilani just you know said that you're going to dig yourself into that depression. And with that depression, anxiety comes hand in hand. Comes in pairs. Um, number four, offensive behavior towards others. So if you're yeah, explain that one. Yeah, um, if you're constantly uh, building this fake ego, um, that's what I'm gonna call it at least, a fake ego, um, by avoiding your shadow and uh, you know, you're really gonna think you're the shit in moments, and but you inside you know you're not the shit, mm-hmm. and so in. And thinking you're the shit, you're going to offend other people. You're naturally going to be an asshole. You're going to be a dick. Essentially like what they say, toxic masculinity, but it could happen for, excuse me, for any gender, anybody. Yes. There is a form of some type of toxic anything. Yeah. Yeah. Number five is uh, struggling. I want to say also that over defensiveness too is a form of shadow as well. Yeah. You know, if you've been put down so much and so let's say you say something mean to me and it triggers me and I become extremely defensive, that's a form of a part of my shadow. Yeah. That's making me so defensive and I'm trying to like act like some we're not going to get there. Yeah. Like we're not trying yeah. to get there. I don't want you to see it. So I get defensive to block it out. Yeah. Um, Number five, struggling to having healthy relationships, romantic and platonic. Oh, that was us. Yeah. Man. Yeah, neither one of us, when we first got married, were doing any shadow work at all. And we were letting our traumas and our shadows beat us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really fucked our relationship up at the beginning. It really did. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many nights we both cried because of the mean things we said to each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I used to say that me and him were not meant to be together at that time, but I think that was wrong. I think we were. Um, I think it took us going through what we went through. Sorry, the dog's in the back. But I think it took us going through what we went through together and, and how angry we got and showing those dark sides. Because, again, that dark side is a shadow. It's a form of a shadow. So you saw a part of my shadow. That's one of the most vulnerable states that I will ever be in. And I think because we saw that is why we were like, you know what? No. Fuck this. We're beating these odds. You know what yeah. I mean? But it wasn't an easy thing, you know, we've, hell, I can't really say I've been working on my shadow extra long, but I think there were forms of me working on it that I just didn't realize, and one of those was our communication and me not letting certain things get to me. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be a spouse, it could be a friend. Yes, um, a your perf- mother. A perfect example of my life, um, I had a buddy named Robert Brewer, um, not Yesen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Robert Brewer, he, uh, he was one of my late weightlifting buddies, and... 
he was one of my newer friends, but we were like growing a really close relationship. Like I was it's so far as like I was staying at his house. So I would wake up at 4am to go to the gym with him. Like that way I was on time. Like he helped me build a lot of stability in my life. And uh, one day he said something that offended my shadow. It offended my traumas and I blew the fuck up. And next thing I know, I'm not talking to the guy for over a year. Mm-hmm. We've since then rekindled our relationship as friends, but it, completely i almost i almost completely lost a friend for the rest of my life because i got ugly due to my shadow and my shadow getting offended because i was hiding it yeah your shadow wears many faces so you know i I think i might have already said this but i'm going to reiterate if i did um you got to understand that it's not just one thing your shadow is comprised of all of the dark parts childhood trauma adult trauma teenage trauma along with your anger Um, and when you're very ferocious, when you're just downright evil, like I can tell you guys, if I'm going to ash my skeletons real quick, I was fucking horrible in high school. Okay. I started dating this guy who spent over a thousand dollars on me and took me to a hockey game just so I could spend his money. That is a part of my shadow. I was literally fucking horrible at one point because I was the hot shit trying to bury this fucking little emo girl and this and that and this and that, you know what I mean? That was my shadow. I was covering it in turn. The toxic femininity, y'all know what the fuck I meant, okay? But the toxicness, that's what (laughs) I chose to show. So your your shadow can show many faces, and I just want to make sure that we all understand it's not going to be you're just working on one quick thing and that's it. No, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Um, Back to my personal shadow, the vanity side, like since you brought up high school, I can definitely see that as well. So I was very much an emo kid. Also, like, a big nerd. Yeah, you were. Like, in high school playing Magic the Gathering. You know, I was that kid. He was so cute. <laughs> but, um, you know, emo hairstyle, emo clothes, but I always cared what people thought. So, like, when it came to homecoming or prom, my way of getting the attention from the uh, the other kids, the other teenagers, was to be the kid who had a friend that was over the age of 21 and able to get booze. You know, that's where I was like, no, you guys are going to be friends with me. <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> Sorry, man. This dog is just wanting to be part of the podcast today. Yeah, she she must have really heard this whole shadow work thing and said, yeah, I need to extra listen today. Yeah, yeah, no You got kidding. shadows, buddy? You got some shadows? Yeah, but yeah, so I would, I would literally just be like, hey, I can get the alcohol, guys. And so for a split moment, I would feel like I had all of these friends around me, when in reality, they weren't friends at all. Jeez, Delilah. <laughs> but they weren't friends at all because come next day at school, no one wanted to be with me. No one wanted to hang out. Um, number six, self-sabotage. If you're doing self-sabotage jokes, I'm, I'm guilty of this one. You can ask Leilani. If, uh, you're, you're constantly downing yourself, even in a jokingly manner, you probably need to do some shadow work because I'm constantly making fun of myself when it comes to my body size or even lately my schizophrenia. Like I'll look at her and like, Hey, I'm going to go downstairs and hang out with my friends. Like that's not a good thing to say being a schizophrenic, but it, 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 it was self-sabotage, and I got to work on stopping that. And I want to make it known right here, right now, that at one point, actually many, many points in our marriage, I self-sabotaged our marriage. Um, I didn't feel like I was worthy of love through all the things that I've been through, but also all the things that I've done. That's my shadow right there, you know. Um, and so when things got tough or when I felt like he was getting too close, I was like, nope, I want a divorce. I want a divorce because I just, I, I just could not accept the fact that I was worthy to be loved by somebody and loved as hard as I am loved by Brendan. With, with Brendan's um, mental condition, 
he feels emotions a lot like I do, and that is just the hardest. You, you feel everything extremely extreme. You know, love, you love somebody really hard. When you're mad, you're really mad. Like everything is to the extreme, and that is in both of us. And so being loved as hard as I was being loved by him felt so unnatural and just like, no, I've, I've fucked up so much in my past, like with my kids and not being a good mom that I don't deserve to be loved, but that's not true. And that right there is you self-sabotaging a relationship because you feel like your shadow is just too big, too deep for you to be able to be happy. And that can go for anything. That can go for jobs. That can go for friendships. You can self-sabotage anything. Yeah. So the last two, we've kind of already touched base on them, but they're actually their own individual things. Um, number seven, self-absorption. You are uh, completely and utterly in your own world and only what goes on in your world matters. You sniff your own ass. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And a lot of that is, uh, goes hand in hand with self-deceit. You know, you fill your head with lies and, um, next thing you know, you feel those lies and all of a sudden you feel like you're hot shit based off of a completely false reality. Like I said about me, you know? Yeah. And finally, number eight, an inflated ego. Big head people, man. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. This is one I really, really, um... I really had to check myself on. Man. Um, I'm actually going, because this is explicit content, I'm actually going to go into a, a, a drug story of mine. Um, when I was 21, I did a, a psychedelic drug called DMT. Do not do drugs. Do not, I do not condone the use of any drugs. I am not a doctor. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I actually recommend you don't do any drugs. Like, seriously. but Don't mute me, YouTube. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Um, but so like in this experience, I, my ego was completely obliterated. I seen every part of my shadow and what was wrong and what I was doing wrong. And it fucked me up to the point where that in, that in its own way was traumatizing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely don't do psychedelics. <laughs> they can be very, they can be very, uh, very, um, deceiving. Now, if you're in like a legal state where they're trying to teach or where they're trying to do studies on like psychedelic mushrooms, for instance, in a microdose, that can be something different. You know, I can see that having some yeah. potential effects for we're some people. We're not here to judge that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, uh, we're, not, we're not here to judge in general, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. But yeah, it, and it completely obliterated my ego. And um, lately I've had this ego that's been full of itself. And uh, even without that specific drug, like... I'm starting to realize where my wrongs are. I'm starting to uh, realize, hey, this part of your shadow is screaming at you. Listen to it, dumbass. Like, yeah. you got it. That that inflated ego is is bad. Mm -hmm. It's really, really bad. You're absolutely right. And with the inflated ego, when you go to do your shadow work, if you do struggle with something like that, you need to know. Like, and I'm gonna be the first to tell you that somebody in some way, if you do it professionally, or if it happens just yourself, and you know, in your own awakening you are going to feel like shit. Like when you really actually break somebody's ego down, that shit fucking hurts. Like it is almost like gut-wrenching, you know, debilitating if you know if anything, like it is not going to feel good. Any of this shadow work in any form of itself is not going to feel good. We're just going to be honest, it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. It's going to hurt a lot. But oh my god, does it feel good in the end when you start to feel like finally heal from things 
Yeah, I'm, I, it's starting to feel good for me because um, my my wife has pointed out lately that I've been a little bit harder on um, my non-biological kids in our marriage um, than I do my, uh, my biological ones. And um, her bringing it to my attention has actually helped me because uh, she's done it twice now and it's I'm starting to lay off a little bit, but that's actually part of my shadow um, from childhood trauma and how I was treated by my father. You know, I, I would never choke slam my kids up against the wall and I would never physically harm them. You know, I don't even, I don't even, our kids don't even get spanked. No, we try to do gentle. Like, yeah, they don't, they don't even get butt whoopings. You know, it's like go stand in the corner, sit down, go to your bed, that kind of stuff. But like just the way I would speak to them was, and it's a traumatic way because it's what's made this part of my shadow show. So that's something that I'm really working on fixing myself and addressing with my shadow. Like, Hey man, like we understand, I understand that you're hurt. And I understand that this is how you were treated and it's easy to just let that out and projection. Yeah. But you got to stop, man. Like you, you gotta, you got, I got to kill that part of my, my shadow. You know, so many people feel like, you know, oh, I'm one person out of seven point whatever billion people on this earth. Right. But that's actually not true. You are very significant in this world. Anything you do in some way, form, or fashion has a snowball effect on the reality of the people around you, which then has a snowball effect on the reality of those people around them, and so on and so forth. So you working on your shadow, right, whether it be anger, depression, um, if you were overweight as a kid and you got bullied a lot, whatever it is, you know, when you start working on that shadow, that ripple effect will reach your children or your direct family. And this and that, and it can it can show in a way of like the children are learning how to regulate their own emotions because mom's a lot more calm because she worked on that rage. Or, you know, you working on your shadow could show your family, hey, like I've got some stuff I think I need to heal because I want to look like her. I want to be peaceful. So please know that anything that you do, it is going to affect the people around you as well. And that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Well, so this episode's already a record breaker in length. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we hope to have you guys back listening next week. And um, stick with those New Year's resolutions. I'm going to say it every episode. Get, get back. Get to yourself. Even if you messed up, start over. Do it again. You know? Always develop a new level of suck is what my band director and my track coach used to say. Develop a new level of suck by sucking better than you did the night before. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go down this journey. It's going to be hard, but don't be afraid. Yep. Much love, guys. Much love. <laughs>